when I, when I was growing up, I was very um, isolated and I didn't have very many friends. I was, um, I was the second fattest kid of an elementary school of about a thousand students and I was really picked on, I was bullied and I started to associate people with pain and I separated myself from those that were around me and I was trying to protect myself from, uh, from being hurt. But what ended up happening was I started to feel very lonely. I started to um, not have friends, not, ha not even very many acquaintances that I was on good terms. I would see people in the hallways and I'd like try to avoid them. And it, what ended up happening was I was very lonely. And I'll tell you, loneliness is one of the most painful feelings I've ever experienced in my entire life. But today, I'm going to be sharing with you how I found an abundance of true, meaningful, deep friends and how you can too. My name is Enoch Leffingwell, and here at the Army of Youth, we are passionate about helping young people to identify their unique talents and to dedicate them to Christ's service. If this is something that interests you, then I encourage you to subscribe and follow us on social so that you can get more messages just like this one. So what happens when I was age 11 to 16, I was really depressed. I, I separated myself from people. I didn't have very many social scales. I spent a lot of time playing video games and I talked to people online, but I didn't really talk to people in person so much so that I, one summer I ended up developing a speech impediment because I didn't even talk to my family or hang out with friends. It was bad. I was very disconnected from other people, very shy, naturally introverted. It was hard to make new friends. So um, when I was 16 years old, I hit rock bottom and I was the lowest I've ever been. And I started to uh, draw closer to Christ. I wanted peace. I wanted happiness. I wanted fulfillment. I wanted to know why am I here? What is God's plan for my life? And I, as I gave my heart to Christ, um, God was showing me that I was asking him, what must I do to have a relationship with you? And he said two things. I had to quit playing video games and I had to change my friends. I was like, oh, that was really hard um, because I wasn't really close to my, my, my family and the few friends that I had were really like the only family thing that I had. And a lot of the video games was my semblance to cope with the depression. So it's like, what do I do? It's like, well, this wasn't working for me. So I decided to not just, um, I, I realized that I had nothing to lose and possibly eternal life to gain. So I, um, I didn't just dip my toe in the water with my relationship with Christ. I cannonballed in. And I was just like, I'm going all in. I'm shutting all this stuff down because I, I hit rock bottom. I know that this is not a life worth living. And I'm like, I'm going to try out. I'm going to see what does God want for my life. And the, I started studying the Bible. And the more that I learned, the better my life got. And I began to have this unsatiable craving, this thirst and this for, for the word of God. Because the more I applied to my life, the better my life got. I'm like, whoa, this is incredible. It made me want to learn more. So I began to read in places like Proverbs 18.24. I love Solomon. He's probably one of my favorite um, individuals in the Bible. And he says that the reason why I was so lonely, and it's pretty simple. He said, a man that hath friends must show himself what? Friendly. And I thought to myself, have I been very friendly? No, I've been sarcastic. I've been rude. I've been mean. I, I isolated people, or maybe I didn't talk to people. I didn't spark conversations. There's a lot of this uh, belief that we raise the children saying children should be seen and not what? Heard. There was a lot of my family that believed that. Or maybe the, the belief is like, don't talk to strangers. Um, and, um, or maybe it's like only speak when what? Spoken to. A lot of these 
these, uh, these thoughts make it very difficult to have social skills and develop relationships or be friendly with other people or meet new people. And I began to realize as a Christian, I had, I, um, God had, was calling me in the Great Commission. He was calling me to share with others what God has shared with me and not just take these truths that have been transformed in my life and keep them to myself, but to give them to others. And that was, that was really scary for me. I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. Um, and I didn't really have social skills. I didn't really like know how to speak to people. I, I had stuttering issues and, and uh, really small vocabulary. And, and I was just, I was, I was not a public speaker. I'm the last person you would ever think to be speaking in front of an audience or online in a public way at all. I was way more introvert, very quiet and, and keep to myself. But um, I realized that when I became a Christian, at age 16, I lost like all the friends my age. And I was especially, the closer I was coming to Christ, the less and less that I had in common with the worldly friends. And we, we didn't really want to go to the same places Saturday night. We didn't want to listen to the same music. We didn't want to, we didn't really eat a lot of the same stuff. And I just had less and less in common with them. And um, I, God replaced some of my friends with those who were older, maybe in their 30s or like have um, just new, starting new families or they're getting married. And, and here I'm 16, they're twice my age, but these are the people who love God and, and who want to serve him. And Proverbs says that he that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools will be destroyed. So God was teaching me that uh, to start spending more time with people who have the results that I want. People who are close with God, people who are working for God, people who are going in that direction and have the skills and the peace and the joy that I crave, that I longed for. So I spent more time with them, even though they were older, but I still longed for the companionship of my other friends and people my age. And I didn't really know what to do. And I remember very distinctly that I went to this prophecy seminar in Georgia and uh, there was a speaker who was over there and what he said just spoke to my soul. And he was doing this Bible study on Daniel and, and how Daniel had his three friends and they were being faithful even though they were tested and tried. And he was saying, young friends, Daniel understood the importance of having good quality Christian friends. And he's saying, if you want good Christian friends, I'm like, yeah, that's me. I want that. Join ministry. And I was like, what? He's like, join ministry because in the work of God, you will find people that are on fire for Christ, that want to serve him, that want to share with others and are going in the same direction. They'll support you. They'll encourage you. And I'm like, I need this. I, I, I not only want, I need this fellowship, this support, this encouragement because I didn't have very many friends my age. And um, so God was calling me to this ministry. I'm saying, how could I get involved? How can I serve? And in, I can tell you today that in ministry, joint, dedicating, choosing to dedicate my life to Christ's service was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life, even more than giving my heart to Christ originally. Because a lot of people give their heart to Christ, but they don't choose to serve Him with their life. And I could have been like so many other young people who gave their hearts to Jesus, but they didn't serve God with their time, their talents, their knowledge, their experience, their finances, their, their efforts, their strength, their youth. It's in the youth that is the best time to serve Jesus. And um, not waiting till you sow your wild oats to make all these mistakes that you can never undo, but starting while you're young. While, like if you're 16 or younger or around that age, then the sooner the better. 
Because the one thing that I began to learn and realize is as I ask people who are older, it's like, what is something that, that you regret or what do you wish you did different? And a lot of times they're like, I wish I served Christ sooner. I wish that in my youth I had spent more time seriously contemplating God and, and being serious. I waited till I was later and I did things I could never undo. And they would encourage me as a young Christian to, to really stay true to God and do not deviate. Don't fall away and spend that time with God. It will be the best decision you ever made. I'm like, I don't want to make the same mistakes they made. So I was like, okay, Lord, please keep me and help me. And I wanted, and so in ministry, all of my closest friends, the people that I have the strongest relationships with, the people that have like in the world, I had friends that like, we were friends because like they didn't want to be lonely and I didn't want to be lonely, but we didn't really like each other. In fact, we would argue, we would fight sometimes physically, sometimes verbally, like we were just mean to each other. And there was, there wasn't a lot of real friendship. Like, I don't think that they genuinely cared about my well-being, but we were just there because we didn't want to be alone. And I realized that the quality, you might have quantity in the world, but the quality wasn't there. But in ministry, I found a quality and quantity of friends. Why have either or when you can have both? Jesus said in John 10, 10, I came that you might have life and have life more abundantly. And I believe that also includes social life, that God wants to have abundance of quality, deep and meaningful friends, as well as several that, um, that we can experience life with. And the more that... Um, the more that I spend time with Christ, the more I realize how much I want to spend time with others and I want to come in contact with others and develop deeper relationships, um, not so that they can get to know me, but so that they can get to know Christ in me, the hope of glory. Colossians 1.27, that Jesus can be the desire of nations, that my prayer is that when people see me and come in contact and when we, when I make new friends, that I'm not just making friends, but people are, are coming closer and seeing a representative of Jesus, of his love, of his sacrifice, of his care. And this is my prayer. And this is the prayers of many of my friends that as they're, they're learning the social skills that even Jesus in Luke 2.52, the Bible says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Jesus was a social creature and God didn't create us to be hermits to keep to ourselves. He wants us to to go to spread out and serve other people and by doing that uh, we will come in contact with like-minded people that are interested in going in a similar direction and as a young person I wanted to work for God I wanted to serve him but I'm like how do I do that well you go where the labors are gathered spend time with people who have the results that you want volunteer for a ministry volunteer get involved and there are lots of opportunities for you to serve um, and I remember I was listening to a podcast and someone was talking about this guy named Harvey McKay. Um, he talked about this concept of digging your well before you're thirsty and this concept of the relationships that you have. That when you're thirsty, it's like when you come into a trial or a difficulty or, or an issue or a struggle and then it's like, you don't want to just, that's not the time when you're stranded on the side of the road and, and your cars broke down for you to not know any mechanics or not have um, someone that you can call and ask for some advice. Um, but it's while it's to dig your well before you're thirsty, that well representing your, your network, your relationships, your friendships. And um, Harvey McKay, he, he was taught by his father that when he turned 18, his father said, okay, this is what you're going to do, son. 
you're going to make a list. You're going to have an active contact list of everybody that you know, everyone that you meet. And what you're going to do is you're going to write down these people and you're going to find creative ways to continue to add value to their life. You're going to find ways so that you can serve them. You can help them. You can bless them and dig your well before you're thirsty. This list, this relationships that you have in life is going to be one of the most rewarding, the most uh, valuable assets that you have. And he was like, okay. And he did that. And Harvey McKay ends up having, um, he has stated that he has 12,000 meaningful friends that people actually feel and, and believe that they have have uh, meaningful relationships, deep connections, friendships that are not just I know of or I I've heard of, but they're actual friends that they have. Can you imagine 12,000? I don't say this to impress you, but to impress upon you the possibilities that you might be thinking 12,000 is way too much. Um, or it's like, I couldn't even fathom doing that. But for me, what I realized is in Ephesians 3 verse 20, the Bible says that now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to his riches, that God's plans for you are much higher than your plans are for you. His thoughts are much higher than your thoughts. That what we think is impossible is not with God. And that God, now you may not have a desire to have 12,000 friends, but you can influence, you can start to develop relationships, but it's in service. It's in of service to others, to God and to humanity that you'll develop meaningful relationships. They're not just people that are trying to tack your time, but the, the, what I really like about Harvey McKay's testimony is that he shows what is possible. He shows that what is capable, if we can be creative in how can I keep in contact with more people? How can I help them? How can I bless them? Help, how can I encourage them? But part of it starts with ministry and service. He was often asked, there's another principle that he lived his life by, and that is 20% of his time he had dedicated, he had, he had made the decision, determined in his life, 20% of all the time that he lived, he would volunteer to organizations. He would do volunteer service. And a lot of people are like, I don't know how you could be so productive and so successful in the things that you've done and the people you've known. He can call his people's, their number in Congress or in states or legislature. He can call influencers and, and he's on good terms with so many people. But it's like, how can you do all that and volunteer 20% of your time? But he even revealed that it's actually through the volunteer connections that he was able to, to finding contact with a lot of the relationships and the people that he, he, that he spoke with. And I began to realize, I'm like, wow, that makes a lot of sense because it is in the service of Christ that I've been in and volunteering and serving different ministries and working with different people. That's where I've been able to meet and come in contact with other people I never would have met before. So I, I think that that is like one, one, um, possibility of, of, of what are the possibilities. But even if you look at practically, what can you do today? My favorite verse in all the Bible is Luke 16, 10. A lot of times we feel that I don't have enough friends or I don't have, like I'm lonely and, and I don't know anyone who, um, who wants to be around me or whatever the case is. But Luke 16, 10 reveals to us how we can have more friends, how we could be surrounded with an abundance of true friends. And it says, he that is faithful in that which is least will be faithful also in much. He that is unjust in that which is least will be unjust also in much. So God is showing us 
that if we want to be faithful with meaningful, deep friends, then what are you doing with the opportunity that you have now to be a blessing and encouragement to those? Start with a few. Who do you know? And who do you know right now that um, imagine if you woke up tomorrow with only those people who you express your appreciation to today, who would be missing? How would that affect your life? When was the last time that you shared with someone, it's like, I'm glad you're my friends, or I appreciate that you're in my life. Thank you for taking the time to, to spend with me, to talk with me, to share with me. So that, hey, I just want to let you know that you've been a blessing in my life. God has used you to encourage me. And I want to say thank you. What, what would you do if you woke up tomorrow with only the people you express appreciation to today. I've gone to enough funeral services to realize that most of us are waiting till people's deathbeds and their funerals to start expressing the things that we appreciated about their life, about what they've done and, and who they are. But why wait? Why bring the flowers when they're dead? I have determined that I refuse to wait till the death of my loved ones to express that I care about them, that they matter to me, that I have made a decision every day to let those who matter most to me know that they matter, that I care about them, that they are a blessing in my life. And I don't want anyone that I care about to be thinking that they're not loved, that they are alone, because I know what it's like to feel alone. I know what it's like to be surrounded by people and still feel very alone and isolated and separated. But God says in Psalm 68, it's a beautiful promise, that it is God's plan that He setteth the solitary in families. You know, God is here. He's ready to set, take the solitary, the isolated ones, and give you a family in Christ, in service, in ministry, that you never knew were possible. And this is who I would like to introduce you to. I want to invite you to come meet my family in the Army of Youth. One of the reasons why we started the Army of Youth is because, well, quite frankly, out of my pain and realizing as a youth seeking to serve God, I lost all the friends my age. I didn't know who I could be friends with. I didn't know who I could relate to or, or going in a similar direction. I wanted the encouragement, but I didn't have it. So I want to create the opportunity, the social environment that I wish I had when I was just getting started. So in the army of youth, I want to tell you there is an army out there of young people who are interested in serving God, who are wanting to share with others what God has shared with them, who are dedicating their lives to His service, and they would love to be your friends. They would love to communicate and interact and, and support one another. If you're interested in coming to meet my friends, then, um, I, then you want to look at the, the screen and you can see, you can join us for what we like to call these squads. And these, because we're in an army, we call them squads. They're these small group Bible studies. Every week we get together just for one hour, one out of the 168 hours of the week that we all have. And we share testimonies and prayer requests and encouraging things. And, and so... Um, and then we're able to study the Word of God and get to know each other. And what people find is that the friends they meet in the Army of Youth become more than just friends. They become family that they didn't even know was even possible. The depths of relationships and friendships and bonds that are being, able, being made. And I'm seeing miracles taking place every day in the lives of these people who are coming closer and closer to Christ. 
So if you're interested in joining us in the squads, then go ahead and go to the website, thearmyofyouth.com forward slash squads, and you can find a squad that fits your schedule best. That's again, thearmyofyouth.com forward slash squads, and you can join from anywhere around the world and meet friends just like you who are seeking to serve Christ. If you thought that this video was a blessing, and if you want to be a blessing to others, then I encourage you to share and let others know how they too can find an abundance of true, meaningful friends by uh, letting others know that this exists. And thank you so much for watching. Thank you for your time. Let me know in the comments what stood out to you the most in this message. I'd love to hear from you. And remember friends, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called.